All right, guys, thanks for joining the Hippocrats podcast. I am with a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine, Lucy. Say hi, Lucy. Hi, guys. She has a TikTok account. It's lucystrezzo.com. And uh, if you guys want to go follow her. Um, I invited Lucy on here because she played an important role in my life in the last, probably, what is it, two years now, almost? It has feels it like it, long? but I think it's only been a year. Is it been Whatever. a year? Whenever it's been COVID. more than a year. No, because I've Whenever I've been COVID. dating I've been dating Christina for almost a year now. What? Okay. Yeah. So, so so listen to this though. Remember that podcast that you came on with me and I was like, because you were telling me all these stories about just crazy stories about what females are doing to you. And I was like, just give me a chance <laughs> if you take my class and then start and then date afterwards. I swear you're not gonna you're not going to make a mistake on this. And what do you know? After you took my class, you started dating her, and you guys never look at you guys now. I'm like, we're friends on TikTok. I feel like I know her. <laughs> You're yeah, a different no, person. Oh, I'm definitely a different person, and uh, I am super happy, and I absolutely love myself, and I love my life, and uh, it's one of the bigger reasons why I wanted to get you on here, so I could kind of promote you a little bit and tell people why I am the way I am. You know, I, I mean, um, first you got to give yourself credit. You, you're an amazing human an amazing soul since I, I met you since day one. You just didn't see it in yourself. And we all don't see it. You know, we walk in a room exactly. full of people and the person you don't see is yourself. So I just shined a light on it. And it was, it's, it, I, the, I mean, who cannot like you? <laughs> oh. Yeah, my girlfriend keeps saying that to me. <laughs> it's true. You're yeah. one of those people that if you told me someone was mad at you or you were mad at somebody, I'd be like, what did the other person do? Like, <laughs> automatic question yeah i don't get it i don't get mad very easy (laughs) i mean something has to happen i it hasn't happened yet so how are you doing i'm doing good um you know ever since i took your class and i basically just like restarted my life you know i i tried to push my old account but i wasn't really happy with it you know i since i don't get to see my kids every day and i don't get to make videos with them you know it just kind of got boring and so yeah. I stopped making videos on there and uh, I know I had a merch deal and all that stuff, but it just, it wasn't, I wasn't happy. And I was like, what, what do I want to do? What would make me happy? And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very into politics and life and, and just common sense stuff. Maybe I'll just make a new profile and just talk about things that I'm interested in. And I did. And I, I'm, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm on there every day making three or four videos and, and uh, you know, I've had to account ban and I brought up another one already. And Sorry about that. What's that? Someone was talking to me and I just told him that, that, um, but how crazy is that, that you found out at how old of what your interest is and what you love? I mean, how old are you? I'm 34. Yeah. I can say that a lot of us, and it's not something new when we don't ask ourselves what makes us happy. Um, I met my fiance on TikTok as well. And I can tell you at 44 years old, after taking the class, he realized so much more about himself and he's a very intelligent man you're intelligent it's 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 just society makes us not think about that that part of our life which is all of us which is us which is insane because i can tell you that when i when i ask people what makes them happy they don't know what it is because they lost themselves with it to society and to they're a people pleaser they try to be a chameleon and um 
we start to lose ourselves and don't even know what we love and who we are anymore. And one of my, my biggest issues, which you told me repeatedly, is I'm kind of a pushover. I'm too nice. I let people walk on me. And uh, every time I would, I would know what I'd want to do, I'd be like, you know, it'd be really cool to do this someday. But I wouldn't do it. You know, well, I would you, never have that drive. I would never have that. You know what it is? We both had a, a traumatic childhood. And you guys have not heard my podcast on. I mean, you were supposed to come on one episode. I think we um, start. I think we recorded four episodes. Um, because of your, because of your childhood and your life and who you chose to be, um, who you decided to be after, after such a traumatic childhood. And it's, um, you're telling me the story and I'm just like, you know, you could have been this person who decided to go the wrong way where, what your parents did and what they decided to do. And, you know, it's your story to tell, but you became um, everything that you didn't want to, you became everything that you didn't get as a child. And that's something to commend and, 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 and show everybody like you can change if you want to. Um, and you exactly. being an amazing dad really is, you know, what made you, what made you do those things? I don't know, but that is what is, that is an inspiration for me. And I know um, when people hear your story, you inspire them. I hope they get, I hope they get inspired. You know, I, I, I promote a lot of, a lot of the things that you taught me or that you helped guide me through on my platform, even though I do talk politics, I don't talk politics all the time, but I talk, you know, um, about emotions and stuff like that. Quite a bit of my, my, uh, TikTok. And I try to, I try to promote a lot of self-love things and it's funny. Yeah. I shouldn't say funny. It's actually kind of crazy how much pushback I get on self-love. The way people no. think they love themselves, and and you know, it, it's you really know, unfortunate because I feel like the, the world needs to learn how. <laughs> well, the thing is, the words, the people. Can I curse on here or no? What's happening? Oh yeah. Okay. I've had it. People fuck up words so much, and they cut up the words so much, and it becomes cliche because pe- billions of people before us has gone through it, right? But then you put yeah. self love on like a target sign, everybody's like, "Oh, that's stupid." But self-love <laughs> just means that you do things that makes you have peace and joy every day in your life. If you can't yep. find that, then you're not living your authentic self. And that's what self-love yeah. is. It's not doing your nails. It's not, you know, going out and like partying and, and you know, makeup and, you know, no, that's not it. It's stop people pleasing. It's stop comparing yourself to, to everybody else. Like you should be competing against yourself and making yourself better and making, making sure that you're pouring into your own cup. And that's self-love. It, that is the reason yeah. why you get pushed back. Cause that's why there's only 2% of us that, that understands it. Um, and that's why I call us a two percenter. Um, because after you take the class, cause you talk about mindset, you talk about self-love, you talk about, all these things that people think it's funny, but at the end of the day, nobody's living. Not a lot of people are living the life that they are deserving of or happy. They're not even happy at where they're at. You know, there's a, there's a bodybuilder. He's, um, he's kind of, he was inspirational to me when I first got into bodybuilding and he passed away now, but I used to kind of relate him to what you said. And he, he was just this massive guy and he just loved working out. You know, it was his life. Um, he made YouTube videos telling people how to do it. You know, he, it was just his his thing. He absolutely loved. And 
he would go to the gym and he would see people. It didn't matter if they had little legs, if they had, you know, uh, a, a disproportionate body and they needed to work on certain things. He never, he never talked about their bad. He would go up and you talk to them about their good, you know, it's because he appreciated it and he loved it. And you take other people at the gym that they'll, they'll pick other people apart. They'll pick all their flaws apart. They'll pick all their, you know, you have little legs, you know, because they're unhappy with themselves. Yes. And I, you could tell he just loved himself. He wasn't like egotistical in the way, like he didn't love himself in that way. I mean, he just, he just enjoyed it. You know, he just enjoyed himself. Well, the thing is what people need to understand is that, um, when people are upset at you or mad at you, it has nothing to do with us. It's, it, it, don't take things personal. It has everything to do, to do with how they feel inside because hurt people hurt people. That's another cliche or whatever you want to call it. When you, you hear that all the time, hurt people hurt people. Yep. Um, and I can say that firsthand experience because, you know, I'm a childhood rape survivor and um, I didn't understand mindset until I had to understand mindset because when we don't pour into our own cup, if we don't um, do self-care and start healing from our traumas, um, anxiety, depression, and stress can come out physically where people are getting seizures or strokes, heart attacks, um, cancer, diseases. It all comes from stress that you keep within yourself. So as I got older, I had no choice but to heal because I didn't want to die. I... um, you know, our bodies doesn't know what's a good coping mechanism and what's bad, and it only knows relief. And so I, I went the addiction route. You know, I did things that were not that was harming my body, my mind, and my soul, and it didn't serve me. Um, so people will only start to receive our messages, or your message, or even their own messages, is when they're ready to change and when they're tired of their own bullshit. So I don't yeah. help anybody now. I don't do anything now because I've proven that my class works. I've proven that what I've been doing works for myself and, and, and anybody that wants to listen or anybody that wants to take the class, it's a hundred percent satisfaction rate. You know, I know how to do this because it's been working in every type of, and my class is to teach people how to be their own therapist. Right. Like I couldn't really describe what it, what it is essentially. But when I think about it, um, can we see a therapist every day? No. Uh, Do I want to be on medicine every day of my life? That's also a no. Um, And when I do call my therapist to make an appointment, I have to wait a month. And somebody who has severe mental illness, I can't wait a month. So I had to go on this healing journey to learn how to not suffocate within my own mind, within my own body. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I can tell you that the number two reason from the age group of nine to 34 is suicide. And that is the reason why um, I'm out here advocating for mental health. And um, I have a course on it and I have a podcast because our kids are dying out here. And that and during this pandemic, it's even worse. People are going back to drugs. You know, they were clean for a long time. Um, It takes it takes two years for the CDC to get to record, you know, the deaths um, uh, for the pandemic. So we won't see until then. But I'm not I'm not willing to wait until then. I'm willing to put in the work now and, you know, people are like, how are you going to, how are you going to do your mission? And my mission is to reduce the suicide rates. And it's starting within myself and in my household first. And now I have, I had zero followers in both my Instagram platform and TikTok and TikTok. Now I have 45,000 and close to 10,000 on Instagram. And because people are, are relating to me. There's a lot of us that feels like this, but, um, 
society has made it very difficult um, with the stigma to even talk about our emotions. So, yeah. So here I am. You know, that's the, one of the, one of the things that you did teach me in the class that I, I use probably the most on my platform is learning how to take emotion out of your decision-making. And uh, yeah, that's helped me tremendously because you are just so much clearer. You make such better decisions. I can tell you that, um, you know, um, my old self would have, I I would have broken up with my boyfriend now from long distance if I did not take out emotions with our disagreements that we've had. I can tell you that, um, emotions destroys a lot of relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about family relationships and it's not just bad emotions, right? We talk about it in class that even with happy emotions, like you can fall in love with somebody. You think you fell in love with somebody in a week and you're like, let's go to Vegas and let's get married. And two or three <laughs> weeks later, you find out this person is crazy. You made a, you made a decision yep. off emotions that now you, now you got to clean up this mess. So you yep. got to really use um, your thought process and, 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 and not your emotions. That's where people go wrong. A lot of people go wrong with that. And it saved me from a lot of heartaches and a lot of crying sessions. I, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I call that a strong-minded person, somebody who's able to sit back and take their emotions out of the equation, you know, because it, it's very difficult to do that. So it takes practice and it takes somebody who has a strong will and mindset to be able to do that. You know, I kind of call the more weak-minded people, the people that just rely on the emotions and they, they just, it's like they can't, no matter you know what, what they do, they, they have to follow on it. I, w- I don't want to say it's weak. It's, it's what it's, we know what we know. You know, I grew up, I yeah. grew up in, in poverty. I grew up, you know, I am the first person out of both sides of my family to graduate college. And I did, I went to therapy and seen a lot of psychiatrists in the past 37 years of my life. And they have never in one, in any of my sessions ever said mindset. When I learned about mindset was when I became a CEO and I didn't want to fail. So I went to the seminar that cost $10,000. Who has $10,000 lying around? I had an investor that believed in me. And that is when I heard the word mindset. And what it told the CEOs to do was to take emotions out of your decision making. And then I started to put in, you know, I, I, I hired a life coach. I did all these things. I went to therapy. And I, all the things that I've learned through the years, I created this course. And I'm like, this is the formula to stop suicide, to, to, to lessen depression, to lessen yeah. anxiety. Because what anxiety is, and people don't know this, is thinking about the worst case scenario that will probably never happen. With depression, you think about the past and PTSD, flashbacks, the things that you don't want to feel anymore. So you do all these other things in your life um, to numb the feeling or get rid of this feeling, um, whether that's drugs, whether that's, you know, um, alcohol, people start numbing their their emotions. And that is where we start going wrong with society. With this pandemic, it's even worse. It's even worse. Yeah, Yeah, everybody's isolated. They're not keeping their minds busy. Well, they're keeping themselves busy on social media. And that's, you know, they're not going to say it, but social media is is the reason why we have so many suicides now. Um, You know, because when we had bullies back in the day, we left those bullies at home. Now the bullies are, comes inside our house. It goes viral. Um, Oh, yeah instant gratification people once you know and they start comparing to like these perfect lies that are not true because nobody lives a perfect life but what do you see on social media you see all perfect lives that are not real so it's a sad sad, yeah keyboard bullies are much more vicious 
Uh, I and know there's you much know, more of them. <laughs> you know? I know you've had to deal with a lot of keyboard bullying, um, but you've been very calm with that. I can tell you that, yeah. you know, what's sad to see is that I see, I've seen TikTokers that have had no followers and they went up to like a million, two followers. And you can see a fall from grace when they didn't know how to deal with their fame um, and they're drinking on live and they're, you know, going back to yeah. drugs and, and it's all displayed for everybody to judge. It's, 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 it's a hard thing to see. And that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I can't stop doing it. Um, it's definitely different from what I was used to as being a CFO and owning my own accounting firm. Now I'm here fully doing mental health stuff. Yeah. And I, I would love to, any of my friends or followers who, who, um, I could give any advice to, it would be learn how to love yourself, learn how to have a successful mindset. I mean, best thing I've ever done. Um, I, I came out of a divorce and, and, you know, it was introduced to you and God, it basically saved my life. <laughs> you saved yourself. What you did, you know, what you did was pretty powerful. Deciding that you didn't want to live the life that your parents lived and you start, decided to change. People don't give themselves credit for that, you know? Um, and I happened to come your page when you're taking care of your daughter and that's what caught my eye is that you don't see that anymore and the way you were dealing with kids and how many kids were following you you know my my main target are kids our kids you know to to yeah. to show them to teach them about mental health and to you know it, i started off with comedy self because you know with my trauma i don't know if you know this is another way to cope is is um is laughter is being funny and a lot of yeah. comedians the funnier the comedian is the harsher the life they live because they because laughter is a um is a form of therapy is a form of 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 antidepressants mm -hmm. and then i you know when they started liking me with my jokes and being you know laughing then i started to go on live and started to teach part of my class in there and the one I was on a podcast earlier today and they said, one thing, what is one thing that you can have people start doing now? What would you suggest them to do? And I said, all of us has a phone in our hand. In fact, I'm right now doing a podcast on my phone. Back in the day when I was 13 years old, going through what I was going through, finding out that I was raped when I was a toddler, I didn't have that. You know, now you can go on Google and understand what anxiety is, what, understand what depression is, start learning about things. You know, meditation is really, really helpful for somebody to stop their negative thinking and start learning about why you start thinking negative and start learning about yourself. Um, and and that's where I would start when you don't know. It, when you don't know, you're you're you don't know. But if you start to search and these are all free things, you know, the other thing, too, is listening to inspirational speeches in the morning on YouTube oh, yes. before you even start your day, you start to borrow your, <clears throat> your voice from somebody else who's already positive. Cause you want to start your day at a high note instead of starting your day at a low note where you know what happens when you don't do that. But I need to borrow other people's voice because my voice in my head was too loud of being negative. My, we had to really wash out for our internal dialogue of how we don't think that we're not enough, that we're not loved because we didn't, we didn't, our inner child, a lot of our inner child hasn't been healed. And mm -hmm. what that means is that when you go through trauma as a child, your emotions get stunted at that age. So if you, if you, 
I went through my trauma too, right? And then I had parents that didn't, they were just, they knew what they knew and they didn't, I didn't feel love. So then I, I looked for love somewhere else. And where, when I grew up as an adult, I looked for love at all the wrong places. I, I looked to love in men and every single man that I ever attracted were all broken because so was I. And yeah. I didn't realize that they were broken until I realized I was broken. So that's where self-awareness comes into play and clarity. And that start, that's started my healing process. I was tired of getting hurt. And man, being heartbroken, you know how it feels. It is oh, yeah. it's painful. Yeah. Love is probably the most emotional. You know, yeah. It, it feels the best and it hurts the most. And we don't, we love so hard. I don't, I, I know that you do. You put all your heart and soul into it. And then you see just five six seven eight relationships i don't know how far people will go and it's just always ends in disaster and i start to look within myself i'm starting you know i'm like what where am i what am i doing wrong so you start because you can't change anybody else you can only change yourself right yeah so i start to look within myself and i'm like i'm not i don't like how the way i feel so i had to change and so i went on a healing journey and now I'm with um, the man who literally I would never have gone for him, say, two years ago, because I, I was so used to being hurt all the time that if you if the man didn't hurt me, hurt my feelings, I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, what happened? Um, and he's always protected my soul. And it, it, it's a new kind of love. And it's it's so healthy. And it's it's insane. Like we've been together for almost a year, too. And um, he lives in Canada. And I can, and we're engaged to get married, and it's insane how strong our relationship is compared to all my other relationships. And it started from healing and self-love. Exactly. How how often do you get to see him? I've I don't I, Canada shut down right now. We were I was supposed to go there last month, um, but I lost my passport. Um, prior oh. to that, I got sick, and now they're on complete shutdown right now until oh, may 26th so it, it's insane but we facetime all the time 24 7 and um spiritually we're on, we are both christians um and we are walking the same mission because he also mm-hmm. raises awareness on mental health along with me um so everything we we kind of do it together as as partners that's awesome yeah, he's a he's a super awesome guy. He's he's an amazing soul. His his childhood and his life story is like I can't even I don't know anybody who's ever lived such a traumatic life and decided to be such an amazing soul when he could have been like fuck the world. But no, he yeah. he loves to serve people and also want to help with with how people can learn to love themselves and how to be free within your own mind because you think about um, Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. They had all the money in the world. They had all the support in the world. But if they don't have their mindset right, if they don't have their mind right, they lost the battle to suicide. They lost the battle to this illness that a lot of us are fighting. Yeah. How long have you guys so, been together now? Um, it's been 10 months. Has it, you're like almost exactly the same as you guys then. We started dating yeah. at the end of July, like mid-July-ish. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? 
you literally <laughs> after the class you literally started dating her and it just never it just i saw i saw i saw a blossom and she's so healthy for you because mm. whoo when you were telling me these stories you're like i don't know why meanwhile you know because i never tell any i never point anything out because it's so important that we under that we understand it ourselves and see it ourselves yeah um but you were so good at opening up to change and under and receiving the messages I was saying, you were open to that. And I can't say, a, cause you said, you, you know, you get a lot of pushback, um, but you never gave me pushback. You allowed me to help you. And that's such a thank you for that. Um, and now I have a friendship in you that, you know, now you can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to. <laughs> no, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really consider myself a prideful person. And I think that's the issue that a lot of people have. They're too prideful to open up. You know, they, they're too, that pride kind of leads them biased in one way or another. And it, it's very difficult to fight that, to be open-minded, to allow people to guide you there's, in certain ways. There's not a lot of people out there like you. Um, the ego comes into play a lot. And ego actually is a form of protection um, from our, from feeling any type of anxiety, actually. So when people are too prideful to get help, it's, it's kind of like, they're probably the person that needs the help the most. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I preach this on my platform a lot. I say that pride is kind of compensation for lack of love, you know, and uh, a lot of people believe that it is love. You know, they're like, you, when you, when you're prideful, you love yourself. It's like, no, I, you know, cause when pride can lead to anger and hatred and basically anything bad period where love won't. And uh, people yeah. get those two mixed up all the time. People get a lot of things mixed up. I'm telling you, the words <laughs> in the English, you know, I can only say it in the English words that they they fuck up words a lot. You know, you talk about I talk about this all the time to people. It's like sometimes when I say a word, I'm like, what does it even mean anymore? You talk about the word woke. It came from the Bible. And now you think about woke and it's like these, these kids are using it. It's like, what does it even mean anymore? And yeah. and that's the problem we're having as well is the, the, the communication. Yep. And that's, that's the biggest thing. That's one of the things I argue about the most on my platform is talking about words and what they mean and, and uh, the people, the way people interpret them. And, you know, huh. this, everything is so backwards right now. Well, so, so I, I can tell you that I'm not watching any news. I have, I stopped, the, I stopped watching the news when the pandemic started um, because <laughs> in my class, I take, I teach about how to get rid of toxic and that's people yep. place things that ever make you feel um not wanted or it hurts your soul and it doesn't serve you or it doesn't lift up your soul. And I can tell you that the news is one of the biggest trigger. It's very toxic yeah. because, because what sells drama sells, you know, um, yep. and, and, and a lot of things that go on in society is, is, is pushed by money. Um, yep. And that's why people can't talk about politics or religion or anything that's like that because people get so prideful their ego comes yep. into play and then, then you throw some emotions in there and it becomes like a fucking mess. Let's just say that. So yeah. I, I see her. I see, you're pretty, you're, you are very, um, um, you're very brave. Let's just say to talk about politics. I was like, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead with your bad self. Um, well, you know, but it's, I, it's I can't say I can do that. <laughs> I don't really Okay, so so basically, my platform. I talk about politics very little. I talk more about uh, 
society and culture and stuff like that more than anything. But like I said, what, what I mainly do is I take the emotion out of it when I explain things. So it's more rational and people can understand it better. And the most pushback I get is from the people that are most emotional about what I'm talking about that are very prideful mm-hmm. in the topics and so on. But, you know, it's the only way to, I've have had a lot of people, believe it or not, that will message me on Instagram that I have no idea who they are. And they're like, you know, I've never looked at it that way before. And you are totally changing my view on this. Thank you so much. You know, and I get a lot of people who, who are being more understanding because I'm leaving emotion out of it. And I feel like that's needed. There's not much of that. Every time you go into to TikTok and you see these political commentators, they're, they're yelling and they're, you know, they're loud and they're emotional and they're they're just manipulating people they're getting yes. their emotions riled up they're getting their pumped up and, and i'm they're not like pushing... that i'm kind of like a robot you're not a robot what you are <laughs> is understanding and you do it in a calm way where it's not confrontational you know and you give yeah. people the space and the time you you're the type of person uh that you listen to listen and not listen to just respond a lot of people mm-hmm. listen to respond. And, um, if I, if I, let's just say if I had to pick, pick one person in this earth to talk about politics, it would be only you because I can't say that anybody else can, that I would be feel safe enough to talk about politics with, because <laughs> it won't be a fight, you know, it'd just be like an yeah. understanding because we we're coming from good intentions. And I can tell you that politics for whatever reason, how it got this bitter um, has become a t- topic that a lot of people steer away from. And it's kind of sad because a lot of people don't learn about politics because of, of, of what surrounds it. Yeah. Uh, my, and, and my podcast. That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. Is, I mean, people are dangerous. voting, people are voting without knowing or not voting at all because they just don't want to learn. Yep. And, and that's, that's the whole purpose of this podcast is I talk to people to hear them to hear why they believe what they do, what has changed over time, what they used to believe, um, what kind of childhood they had, they had growing up and what they believed or what their parents believed. You know, that's, uh-huh. that's what this podcast is for. I just want to hear people. I don't debate anybody. I don't try and tell people they're wrong. I just, you know, if they ask me what I believe, I'll tell them, but I just want to hear people. I want to hear people from all walks of life, all different perspectives. And I want to hear why they believe what they believe and, and what they think is best. And, you know, that's, that's what this platform is for. And you're, you're, you're serving a lot of people by doing it. Yeah. yeah. What's that? You said I'm technically the first person. Oh, you're technically the first person to bring on here to talk about politics. So I just really? wanted everybody to, to hear about the person who got me to like, gave me the insight to start doing this within myself. You know, um, like I, I said, you, see, you, I want to see people like you succeed, to be honest. Like I want to see people who don't think that they can make something out of themselves, make something out of themselves because we live in a country that, we are lucky enough and blessed enough to do it. So why don't we? Yeah. You know, and I'm freaking going to try. That's for sure. I'll be starting YouTube soon. And, you know, You're I, doing I really it now. You, did, you did it before you even knew me. You just didn't know it. Um, and, and what's powerful about this whole thing is that you had the power within you. You use your platform in a very safe manner. Um, mm-hmm. You spread positive information and, and, and that's what we need in this world. We have a, a lot of people who talk a lot of shit and, and negative shit out there in the world. Um, I want to see more of, of, of Scott Tiffany out there. I want to see more of, of you know, a childhood that could have brought you into a really 
bad place and this is what you choose for yourself and you continue to push yourself and when you love what you do it doesn't feel like work yeah no no i love it i look forward to it when i get done with my you know my nine to five job i come home and i'm like i'm looking forward to making some videos so i I do love it uh, yeah i want to i want to proceed with it i want to make it more in my life you know i want to advance in it and and have more followers and get my words out there more so people can understand better and you know it's it's definitely something i love to do and i now i'm finally i'm with somebody who understands that and is very supportive and that's huge for me because i wouldn't be with anybody who wouldn't be able to be supportive of this because this is me this is what i do now you know? i'm glad that you understand i am so glad that you love yourself enough to know what you are worth now and what you're deserving of and and your happiness is just as important as her happiness. Cause before you met her, man, everybody else was, you were pouring into everybody else's cup, but you forgot your own. And that's where we start to go wrong in our life. Um, it yeah. might not hit us at a young age, but I can tell you as we get older and we start to put more stress on our body, it starts to hit us. Yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, I feel it, man. I feel it. You know, I'm Asian. I don't know if people don't see me because they don't, they don't see what I look like, but I'm Asian. And people are like, oh, Asian women live up to be a billion years old. Let me tell you something. I feel I'm 37 years old. I sometimes I feel like I'm 50. And, and that is when I started to exercise and diet because I, I can tell you right now, I hated, I didn't think I could diet. I didn't want to diet. And then I was like, ow, my stomach hurts. And I can tell you that when I am the most stressed, um, I had stomach aches and headaches for years and I would go get x-rays and CTs and go to all these specialists and they couldn't find a damn thing. And when I resigned from my job, from my, from my corporate job, I can tell you that all of those pains have gone away. Hmm. <laughs> it's, okay. it's from, I was doing something that I didn't love to do. I was forcing myself to do things I didn't want to do, pleasing everybody else but myself. Um, and when I went on a healing journey and found what made me happy, all my ailments, most of my ailments went away. And it's like, damn, had I known that I would have started earlier, but I don't, you know, I'm glad I'm <laughs> able to do it now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, cause people go all yep. over to their grave and not know. Yeah. And I, I never would have had this drive. Um, yeah. I think about this. If I was still married, you know, uh, with my ex-wife and kids, I, I wouldn't be doing this right now. You know, I'd still be doing my old TikTok, making videos with my kids and stuff, but I wouldn't be doing this, something that I discovered that I've, I've always wanted to do, but never had the courage and, and energy to really put out there. And, uh, you know, I, I have never been this ambitious and this um, willing to just do things I've always wanted to do before in the last few years, you know. I'm so, so proud of you. I see so much change in you since we first met. Since you've been on the podcast, a huge change since you've taken the class. And that is, this is what I love to see, is seeing people's journey, is seeing how they use their, their um, self-love for themselves and how they give back to the world. And it's a beautiful thing. People are doing powerful things that graduated from the class, and you're one of them. I'm, I am... I, I, I can't wait to see more people in their journeys. That's what makes me happy inside is, is that I get to see good people like you live the life that you deserve to live. Well, I'm freaking happy as hell. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm really, really happy. I accidentally stumbled across you on TikTok. So. 
I think I, I think I stumbled across you and kind of, um, hey, what's going on? Hey, would you want to come on my podcast? I don't even know how we started, but um, yeah, I didn't. Was let, me just, let me just tell you that I didn't think you were just. I didn't think you were this interesting. Let me. I didn't think you were this inspiring or this this interesting until I got you on the podcast, and I'm like, what? And guys, he told us about his divorce, the whole story of how it went down in his childhood, and I don't know how much you told on this podcast about your life, but. You have, got to, <laughs> you have got to tell people where you came from and how you got here because I, did you not tell people about your divorce story? Uh, no, little bits and pieces. I, I never really got into detail on it. You know? Let me tell you something. I, this, I typically... man is, this, this man is so damn patient. I would be in jail. Let's just say that. My old self. I should say that. <laughs> I should say that my old self would have been in jail. I don't know. My, you know, I'm, now I'm a different person. I meditate. I read the Bible. I do do extra things so I don't end up in prison. Um, because I did have a temper. I was very, I did have an ego. I was very stubborn. I didn't listen to anybody. I And that all came from my childhood trauma, trying to protect myself um, from people hurting me. Um, never felt like I was loved or enough. So I always looked for validation outside of myself. But people don't realize it's actually within yourself. And you have to love yourself enough to be okay with yourself. And when you start to feel good about yourself, you start to attract good things in your life. You start to attract healthy relationships and the job that you want and the money comes in and it just starts to lay. When you have life happening for you and not to you, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. I mean, you've asked me numerous times, like, what was your escape when you were a kid, when when things were happening, and I just, I never had an answer. I, I, I you know wasn't what really it was. Numb. I just your video games what? and your brother and your football. That your brother, I tell you all the time, he doesn't know what he did for you, but he saved your soul and your life yeah, in so I, many ways. I believe that fully. Yeah. He didn't even know what he was doing. What he was doing is serving other people. He put he served other people and look I look at what happened it was love it was mm-hmm. love um and and I can tell you that video games and and binge watching Netflix and all of those are coping mechanisms anything that you start to do that numbs your emotions is a coping mechanism that we use to escape from our true emotions you know it's pretty sad I was just having this conversation with Christina most of my happy childhood memories are video games I can I can tell you what store when stores used to be in certain areas, what game I bought there, how happy like how I felt when I bought that game, how excited I was. That was most of my happy memories. Well, <laughs> getting you home can also, and popping at the system. Well, look uh, at where you are now. You have video consoles all over your I mean, you collect them. And it start your childhood, we don't realize this how much it impacts our adulthood. Do yeah. you see why you're and that's the thing, um, people don't realize this. But, you know, like, for instance, when I was a CFO at a, a huge company, I was like, man, when is my boss going to find out that I feel like a teenager right now? And he, when is he going to find out that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing? When, when, when is my kid <laughs> going to find out that I really don't know how to be a mom? And that is our inner child not grown up yet because we didn't get a chance to grow up. And so we and that's the part of the healing process that I'm going through, too, as well is to grow up my inner child, like emotion wise, like it's stunted at a very young age. And so now I have to be the mom that I needed to be for myself now um, and talk to myself in ways that like, if I don't feel like I'm enough, I say to myself, I am enough. I am doing big things. I am a beast. Mm -hmm. 
you start to talk to yourself like that and then you grow your emotions and then it, it becomes a different game. And in the healing process, people think it's like instant, right? But it's a lifelong journey. The class that we, t- that you took, um, it's a class, I call it a class, a workshop, but it's something that I've done all my life. And I've taught people and I had to do it in five days because I couldn't it really, you know, it takes 60 days for a routine to stick. That class should be 60 days long, but who's going to, who's going to give me 60 days? Yeah. They can't even give yeah, me an hour yeah. for five days. So I had to pack it up in five days and I'm like, here you go. But it's really <laughs> then taking that and practicing it for the rest of your life. Um, and it's, it's a lifelong journey, but people are doing it, man. Hey, I, I will tell you all of the things that you, you had me do. Um, I'm still doing them. Um, I, you can ask, you can ask Christina all the time. I'm always telling her how to love herself, how amazing she is, how, how she needs to tell herself that, you know, like I am still doing that all the time. Um, I'm telling her that's how I feel. Um, when it comes to getting up early in the morning, how I just start, you know, get up a half an hour earlier than you normally do. And now I'm getting up like an hour and a half earlier than I normally do. Because it feels you know? good. Yeah. yeah. Our routine in the morning sets us up for either success or failure for the day. It mm-hmm. truly does. And every time I talk to people when they don't feel good, you know, um, from the classes, I do one-on-ones with some of them. I, they're telling me, oh, I, don't, I don't feel good today. And I go, well, how did you start your day? Did you do your routine? And a hundred percent of the time they tell me, no, I didn't do it. I said, well, I gave you the blueprint, you know, cause people have a hard <laughs> time. Um, I, I, cause you know, I, I say one step at a time or I, I say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. People don't know how, to, what bite to take or what step to take. I literally give people the blueprint of the steps to take. Um, yeah. and they're not doing it. They do it on the days that they really need it, not doing it consistency and creating a habit. Um, because what, what, the, what the class teaches you how to do is preventive care, right? Not when, not when shit hits the fan. I mean, you can still use a class, but it doesn't, that's not how I want you guys to use it. I want you to use it so much that you don't get shit hitting the fan as often. Um, yeah. and, and you don't see this because you're preventive care, right? But a lot of things, if you didn't do what you were doing, you would have had a lot of shit hit the fan. But now that you have this routine, and this routine is basically like if you drink coffee every day, right, and you don't drink coffee one day you go to work you feel off so the routine Mm -hmm. is listening to inspirational speeches it's doing affirmations when you don't do those things making your bed taking a shower feeling good meeting with yourself you start to feel off and that's we have to unteach ourselves bad habits and relearn good habits and you're doing it and you're living the life that you deserve when you do it that's the gift that you give yourself and it's it's all internal you don't even need fucking money to do the things i've asked you guys to do exactly you know, it used to be my hobby, hobby it used to be my habit every night, go to, go to bed with a phone in my hand, watch social media things. And, and some things would get me emotionally riled up and then I'd have a hard time sleeping and I wouldn't go to bed until three or four in the morning. And then I'd wake up super late, be crabby and, you know, <laughs> I'm not crabby. I'm never crabby, but I'd be you know, groggy. Right, but and, you're, and, you're, gra- you're, you're crabby. So what yeah. is your routine? <laughs> so tell us about your routine. Cause everybody, I show people what they can do and everybody i i ask people to use it in ways that works for them so what do you do um that works for you that's a routine that you do every morning now that you didn't do before the class well i'll start i'll start with going to bed um okay so now i don't do that anymore now when i go to bed my phone is nowhere near me uh, i'm facetiming my girlfriend to sleep so it's happy and you know you hear each other snoring and shit it's peaceful you know yep. that's, i do that that's, too so i'm yeah, not judging you know, um, <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so I go to bed happy. I go to bed early. Um, I wake up early. I, I kind of, I take it slow. You know, I make myself something to eat. I, I go to the bathroom, um, change my clothes, kind of fix myself up, make my, make myself look good. You know, kind of like, yeah, you're looking good today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I pack my lunch. I, you know, I, I, I watch YouTube. I watch a lot of things on YouTube that I love. Um, inspirational stuff. I absolutely love the inspirational stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple inspirational channels that I, I subscribe to. And man, when you, if you listen to that, when you wake up before you go to work, you go to work, like ready to go. Go. Today is going to be a good day. You know? Yes. People don't even understand if you look, I have ADHD y'all. Like I had to pick the, the YouTube video. I type in inspirational speeches. When I first started doing that, I had to pick the ones that had like four or 5 million views, because if you don't catch me in the first two seconds, you ain't catching me. And I can tell you that now I've listened to thousands and I cannot, my day will feel off if I didn't have a hundred percent of the time if I didn't listen to inspirational speeches I if I didn't cope my mind with positivity something will bring me down and I can tell you that something probably starts with me first because negative thinking is how our brains are pre-wired to think and people don't yep. realize that our minds are pre-wired to think negative for survival um, purposes yep Back in the caveman days, you know, it's you think about the worst case scenario. So if that does happen. You won't die. But we don't live in those caveman days anymore. So now we got to pre now we got to reprogram our minds. And that's what we mean about uh, mindset of changing your mindset and reprogramming and routine is to coat your mind with things before you let outside noise come into your mind. And it's so important for everyday life. This is not just for the rich. This is not just for the educated people. This is for every single human that has a pulse. It is so important that we do this. It's critical for some people. Yeah. And uh, it's, goddamn, it's been almost a year now since I've taken your class and since I've been, you know, trying to introduce myself into these things. And there was, there was periods of times where I wasn't doing, wasn't getting up early and you tell the difference. You can easily tell the difference. Oh yeah, um, it's the feeling because our body's a thermostat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's God. My 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 life has been amazing. Um, like I said, I've I've been going places I've never been before. I've been discovering things. Um, I'm going to be going um, uh, next month. Not even a month from now, I'm going to be going to New Hampshire. I'm going to go camping up in the mountains and going hiking. I've never done that before. You know, just like hey, let's do it. Look you know, look yeah. At you. You have, so, you know, what's nice is that you have a supportive partner now. It's so important. Yes. It's, it plays a huge part in how we look at uh, life and how we, if, if they're not lifting you, they're bringing you down. And to have a yep. partner help us um, that's so close to us helps you even get further in life. And you, when you don't have a partner that supports you like that, it's very hard to lift, your, lift yourself up. Exactly. My ex-wife was like that. She, she just wanted to stay home. She wanted to be a homebody. She didn't want to go out and do anything, you know, and I kind of adapted to that. And then that was me, you know, I'm like, eh, I'm good just staying at home now. You know, I, I didn't want to go do anything. And that was something I, I had to get myself out of after I divorced. Well, you know, when our, when our, when we're 35 years old, we're 95% of our brain is on autopilot. Um, but I say that it's on autopilot at 30. Shit, it's on autopilot. Because I talk about how, like, I used to work in D.C. It would take me an hour and a half to get there, an hour and a half back. And I would always be on the phone with my girlfriend because it's an hour and a half drive. And every time I drive to work, I'd be like, how the hell did I get here? And when I drive home, how the hell did I get Because I take the same route, <laughs> yep. autopilot. And that is 
our brains are so lazy that it like yeah. it doesn't want to think and that's why it's so hard for people to break routine uh, or to do a new routine like you know on new year's eve everybody wants to lose like 500 pounds and goes to the gym every day um but then after a week you know they drop off because they make it so unattainable that people stop it's hard um but yeah. when you consistently do something small every day and you add on to it that's how you start to reprogram your brain um and it Nobody will change unless they're done with their own bullshit. Like a lot of people also don't want to change because they're so used to, because they think they can't. People always ask me, how do I change? I've always been like this. I'm like, the fact that to, the fact of knowing that you can change is the, is, is the first step. And then wanting to change <laughs> and, and actually doing it a little at a time, you start to change. Because I can tell you that I was never like this. Um, I didn't grow up with people with parents that knew mindset. I didn't hang out with people that knew mindset. It was all self-taught. And also um, I knew to life was more than working nine to five, being miserable and dying. So I was like, I need to look for more. <laughs> where, this is where it got me. And it's gotten me into a place where I'm happy every day. I'm at peace every day. I'm joyful every day. Um, and I, I can't say that I, I went the wrong route. I just, and I meet amazing people like you. Like I just start to, uh, we start to attract like-minded people, people that want to grow with us. Um, and yes. that's what life is, is willing to give us if we go out there and work for it. You know, it's actually kind of funny um, because when you offered me your class, I, I was really skeptical. I was just like, eh, whatever. It's not, you know, it's, yeah. sure. I'll, I'll appease her by taking this class. You know, I didn't expect anything <laughs> from it. I didn't think it was going to change anything. I didn't think I was going to, uh, be inspired you know what I mean like it was just like yeah you know, whatever you know and then yeah. after I took it it really it really opened my mind to things I'm like holy shit you know like I, I like I realized I, I did a lot of the things naturally but I didn't know why I did them mm -hmm. and then after understanding why I am the way I am it mm -hmm. really made it easier to understand me yes and then for you to you know? search for your own of your whys of understanding your own brain mm -hmm. and how because I always tell people this is not something i you know, made up for myself. This is scientifically proven. It's been, people have been doing it for so many years. It's just that I didn't have the access to it. Um, and I was looking for it for myself. And when I didn't, when I didn't have access to it, I started to pave my own way. And that's how I ended up here. Um, and it's everything that I'd use for myself. And I'm like, shit, if this is fucking working for me. Let's test this bad boy out. And I started to, I mean, every single nationality, every single age group, every single religion, every, if I can translate this to every single language, it works for every single yes. person that wants it to work for them. And I do it because, man, feeling suffocation every day, I, I was doing it for so long. It was painful. Um, and I found a way out. And I want to teach that to everybody that wants to, wants to hear it. And you, you said that you've tried many other methods and you've tried almost everything to try and help with your anxiety and your depression. And everything, everything, I, yeah. everything. And that's the thing. I was so stubborn. I didn't believe that meditation worked. I was like, fuck diets. I am not exercising. Um, my, like, what the hell is this shit? Like, I, but it was, it was me wanting commit to, to commit suicide that drove me to understanding myself and having to like, I have two mm -hmm. kids now you know I'm, I'm I was living for them and now I'm living for myself and I'm doing I read this meme um and it said find something that you love doing and getting paid for it 
and Let's see, I'm losing I'm fucking, you. I'm doing it. You're losing me? Oh, it's, I it's got you. You're back. You're back. There okay. Um, but I don't even know what I was saying. But I can tell you that um, you're not the only one that feels this way. It, I, Because I don't talk to everybody every day, but when I do talk to them, they're like, you changed my life. And I was like, man, you changed your own life. Like, I just put a flashlight to it. It's because I didn't know. And I'm like, now I feel like I'm the, you know, the Robin Hood of mental health. I'm like, <laughs> anybody want to hear this? Let me tell you. Because I didn't see anybody that looked like me or sounded like me that was out there doing this, teaching people like this. And, and at a, an affordable rate, you know, my class is $75, but if you, I had to pay $10,000 to work, to learn the word mindset, like what? $10,000. <laughs> Who the fuck got that? You know? Yeah. Um, and my life coach is the one that taught me about thought process. And she learned, learned it from like Tony Robbins going to a seminar with that. And you know, who the fuck has that type of money? Um, so now I'm like, I don't feel suffocation every day. I don't feel like I'm trapped in my own body. I don't feel, I don't feel heartbreak 24 seven because I have this disease that's called, I don't know what medically turned, but it feels like a heartbreak every day. I wake up every morning feeling like my heart is broken and I have to do my routine to undo that feeling. And it works every time it works. That's the reason why I do yep. it. And I, I, I didn't realize how extreme my mental illness was until I started to work in this field for the last couple of years. And um, it's opened my eyes to a lot of people that are debilitated by things that I've already gone through like 10,000 times, you know, and I'm like, let me help you. Let me help you get out of your own mind. And that's where we're at. Like, and now with this pandemic, it's even worse. So yeah, I'm everywhere and anywhere that God puts me and where I need, where I belong. And here we are. You were on my podcast. And look at this now. A year later, yeah. I'm on yours. Never mind. A year later. <laughs> it's fucking wild. I'm it's so funny. proud of you. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm being 100. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I, I'm not into a lot of things. You know, a lot of people that listen to me on my TikTok know that I am a very down to earth, genuine person, and it works. So, <laughs> it's yeah. it's not something that I'm trying to promote. I'm not getting paid. It nope. It is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's why I'm on this podcast. It is why I have my my political TikTok up there is because I felt happy and, and secure in myself to be able to finally do things for myself and not to be just a pushover and just kind of let life pass me by as I watch it go, you know, as I've been doing for the last 30 years of my life. You know, the most powerful thing that you're doing also is your kids are going to walk in your footsteps. And they're going to be doing what they see you do. And you're, you're bringing generational curses and not even fucking knowing it. And that is powerful. Yeah. I, I really hope, I really hope that they're, they're very smart. And um, I talk to them about stuff all the time. And um, even, even my girlfriend's son, um, I, I have political conversations with him and you can tell when, when me and him talk about things, he gets very emotional because we disagree on a lot. He gets very mm -hmm. emotional and I'm very calm and collected and everything. And, and, but I can tell that it turns, it turns the gears in his head and he starts to think and, you know, it is, it's kind of needed. I need, I need him to understand that. Why are you getting emotional, man? You know, is this isn't something you can control. This is something that, you know, you just gotta, all you can do is you, you know, yep. why are you getting emotional with things that you can't control? You know, the other thing too, he sees you calm and when he yeah. sees you calm, he's going to be calm because I can tell you that a lot of people in our class, now their kids are making their own bed. Now their kids are doing affirmations with them. Now their kids are mm -hmm. listening 
inspirational speeches. Now their kids are journaling um, because they see their parents do it. Even if we tell our kids not to curse, but if you curse in front of them and then you hear your kid curse, who are you going to be mad at? That's you. So if you want to change, yeah. if you want your kids to change, then you it starts with the, within yourself. And even if you didn't want your kids to learn mindset, it's already too late because you're doing it. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you you're say, living it. Yeah. You're living it. And when you live it, people, your kids do what you do, not what you say. And we yep. we, we know that by even our own actions. Um, and, it, and it's a powerful thing. And we do it once one person at a time. And it starts, I hope it goes viral like the way bad things go viral. <laughs> um, because a lot of people are fucking dying off of things that they can really control, but they don't yeah. know that they can control it. And that's all within ourselves and it's free. Yep. So, yeah, and you know, the, the media and everything they're they're so toxic and they're in their way of trying to get you to fear, you know, and I, I try to, I try to talk to people all the time. You can control that fear. That fear is not something that's beyond your control. They are trying to make you feel that way and you're letting them. Why are you giving them the, well, fear is a made up. Fear is a made up emotion. Fear is not real. Fear is made mm -hmm. up in our head, and people exactly. don't even realize that. People don't realize fear is what makes people not do the things that they love. Mm -hmm. Fear is what kills all dreams, um, and it's it's our minds that you can control to stop that. So then you can be the person that you deserve to be, and that's finding peace within your soul. I mean, I'm not asking anybody to be the goal go be the president of America. Like I'm not just telling people to go do all these wild things, but if you're not feeling peace in your soul and being joyful every day, then you're not living the life that is intended for you to live. Yep. It's more so, life and, than fucking working nine to five and dying. Let me tell you something. You know, and if people learn how to love themselves, God, the world would be such a better place. Right. You know, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing yeah. our part. We're doing our part and we're, we have a platform to do it. So as long as people can hear our voice, we're going to be spreading this. Um, and it's contagious because come, come on, you, I can tell you that you and Dan were probably saying the same thing. I can tell you that Sean probably said the same thing. A lot of men say the same thing. Hell, the female said the same thing. But every single person that graduated from that class is doing big things with their life. And that is what I live for. So. I feel like I feel like me and Dan would get along. Like I feel like we could just hang out like every day. Yes, you guys are so calm. You guys are so calm. Like he he's a walking monk. I call him a monk um, because I can tell you that he's he's lived. Man, he didn't have parents. Like legit. Mm. Like it was like when I had my first kid, I didn't even know how to be a parent. I was like nobody knew how to be a parent. He's like, but no, like he didn't have. He don't know who his dad is. His mom his mom like left him when he was like I don't know how old. Um, and he, he was living with a friend at like, I don't know how, how old he doesn't even know the dynamic of a father, mother, and a child, how it actually is in a household. He started working at a very young age and then he got married into an abusive narcissistic relationship that was physical and mental and verbal for 25 years and had five kids. And I can tell you that it, a lot of people who would have gone through what he's gone through would probably be in prison right now or dead. Um, and he's the most calm, cool, collective, zen person I've ever met in yeah. my life. Let me tell you something. Um, but this class has definitely opened up his eyes to a lot of more things than just being calm. Now he's doing things that he loves and understands himself, starts to love himself, not being a people pleaser, not being a doormat anymore. Yeah. Um, I was a doormat. That was a big thing for me. 
I don't think you even saw that. You know, the biggest thing about our child trauma, because I did it too, is people pleasing. You just wanted the people that you love to feel good, no matter how yeah. you feel inside. Um, and that that stems from child trauma. Now, you didn't, I didn't know that until I learned it. Nobody teaches us that shit in school. No, absolutely not. No, school is bad. <laughs> they, they definitely need to teach more things in school that are more life lessons that they do not teach, you know? Um, yeah. Definitely. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff's pretty wasted in there that they should really change that. that that's on another podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lucy. Well, um, I am going to have to possibly get you on another podcast episode one of these times. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that people will look out for you and and uh oops, sorry. Um I'm really hoping that people look you up and and listen to you because it's the best advice that I could get them would be to do what I did. And uh, it, it's life changing. It is amazing. Um, best thing I've done. Um, so thank you so much for everything that you've done for me. Anybody oh God, who I'm wants gonna to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody. Actually, I'm not gonna ask you. Go, go look her up. Um, she has TikTok. You have an Instagram, right? Yeah, it's Lucy Cerezo, um underscore official on Instagram, and then TikTok is. LucyCerezo.com and my website is LucyCerezo.com and you can sign up for the class there or uh, any of my bio links and any of my platform has the link to the to to sign up for the class. And I'll, but I'll... even if you don't want to sign up for the for the class, follow me because I do I drop knowledge where I can. I do produce videos and I go on live and I, and I do a lot on my Instagram. I help a lot of people on my Instagram because I can write more on there. So if you need a support system. Um, that's where you can get it if you don't have anybody. And if you sign up for the class, you get a lifetime membership to be in a private group with all the graduates. Um, and that's where we share a lot of um, inspirational speeches and just uplifting each other. So, and I mean, you're, you're out there trying to save lives and who the hell would not want to follow somebody who's out there trying to save lives. Let's be honest. <laughs> so. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm changing my own life and hoping that other people will want to change their own lives and save themselves from themselves. So thank you for having me come on. Like, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see more things that you do for yourself. Um, And I'm always watching your journey. It's an exciting thing to look at, to watch and see a woman loves you as much as she loves you. She definitely is. That makes me happy. Yeah, no, she is. She's amazing. Super, super supportive. Everything I've needed. (laughs) Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. How life has changed now. Oh, yeah. Well, I will, I will spell your name out in my bio for this podcast so people can actually see how your name is spelled. Because they're probably like, Cerezo? Okay, how <laughs> yeah, do you spell Yeah, what's that? that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Lucy. All right, bye. Bye-bye.